This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Who's gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am so excited to be joined in the studio today by a returning guest. You know her as the talk of shame on social media. Please welcome Kiki Monique. Hey, Kiki. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. I know. I feel like it's a long time coming. I know. It's so much better than Zoom, right? I know. Yeah. And we we've we see each other sometimes at events and stuff. You know, you're a West Coast girly these days yeah and i'm on the east coast and now we're we're in the same room and i love it i know like the dream is to be bi-coastal right that, that's everyone <laughs> i think that's every new yorker's dream at least yeah i mean for me it's funny because people people who live in la love to throw out the like oh like when are you going to be in la and i'm like i don't i don't know <laughs> like someday <laughs> sometime yeah. um i'm gonna be in vegas <laughs> does does that count like yeah. no it, but I'm glad you're here. We have a lot to talk about. Wait, first of all, before we get into our various housewives topics, I saw a rumor this morning. I don't know if you've seen this going around that Mauricio might be doing Dancing with the Stars. I mean, look, I the Bravo team, the way they can find anything, he really thought he was hidden, and then those bracelets gave him away. He thought he had his whole... If he's on Dancing with the Stars, it makes a lot of sense why he's been getting in such great shape lately. Mm, he started wearing less and going up. Mm-hmm, I know. I was like, it doesn't, isn't just about the separation. It's about, oh, he has to look good while he's on the dance floor. Dancing with the Stars is such a such a strange phenomenon because it's like people go on there for a few reasons. It feels like it's like you either want the career boost or you want that kind of personal glow up. Like I feel like when Kenya Moore went on dancing with the stars, it was like she had kind of felt like she was not her best self and like she was going through it a little bit. And then she came out snatched, like feeling her best had like an amazing season after that on housewives. Whereas Mauricio, I'm a little bit like, is this like, the midlife crisis that's the thing with men you have to like wonder if this is i don't know what it is about people learning how to ballroom dance and doing the cha-cha that makes them feel like a brand new person but apparently it works like i'm i'm nervous that he went into dancing with the stars negotiations being like i want the hottest singlest partner Right. <laughs> and I, you know, may or may not be dating her at the end when I'm eliminated week three um, TBD. I, what do you think is happening with Kyle and Mauricio? Because it's been quiet since that first like week or two of initial news. What, what's your gut feeling? You know, I kind of went like sort of just like full circle or 180. I don't know which way it would be, but <laughs> I basically was like, obviously like everyone, like what's going on? They've been married lots of years. We know marriages like, you know, 50, 50 divorce rate. Right. But then when the music video came out with Kyle and Morgan, I was kind of like, okay, 
Kyle, as we know, is from L.A. She knows how to play the press. And I think that if they were having issues in their marriage, they would use it to their advantage. So it's kind of like this whole like, hey, you're going to be on Dancing the Star. Maybe you'll get caught flirting with the dance instructor. I'll be over here like with this lesbian having the best time of my life. And like we are having issues, but also why not play into it because it makes us relevant. And it really has made them very relevant. Yeah. And especially Mauricio's Netflix show, I think, does well. And that's something where for a long time, he was really just Kyle's husband in terms of a public persona. Yeah. And he's more of a personality than he's ever been. She kind of is at this point of she's really one of the only kind of first generation housewives still at the source. You know, they are in a really unique position in terms of who their fan base is, what they represent. And I mean... They're also one of the only ones who hasn't gone through a messy time in their relationship. So, And they're trying to create their own dynasty. It's like we know her sister, Kathy. They have their little Hilton dynasty. We know all the daughters in that situation. They're going to. And like now Pharaoh with the rumors about her engagement. Oh my God. It's like it just makes their family very talked about, which I think they know is good for them. It's funny because those those Umansky Richards kids, I just like can't be bothered to care about them. (laughs) And it's so funny because people will pop up in the DMs and be like, do you think Farah ended her engagement? She hasn't been spotted wearing her ring in weeks. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like who? I'm like, I barely remembered that she was engaged. (laughs) And they're like, I've been zooming in on every one of her pictures that she posted for the last month and I haven't seen the ring a single time. And I'm like, okay, like, you know more than I do, clearly. You know what I was really hoping for with this new season of, um, what is it, Selling? What is the name of their show? Buying Beverly Hills. Buying Beverly Hills, yeah. You know, because now that Mercedes from Shaw's works at the agency, I was really hoping she would get introduced because, you know, the other daughter, what's the other daughter? Alexia. Alexia. Who were, you know, she was obviously like a super brat all season. All the other agents were just like, you're just getting like listings because your dad owns the place. Like, and I don't know. I just thought it would be kind of interesting to see like Mercedes shaking. I don't know if that would be a possibility, but it'd be kind of cool. I keep waiting. I feel like we've been dangled with like, they're doing something with the Shaw's cast for like two years now. And I, I don't know if it is, when it is, what it is, but like a few of them are going to be at BravoCon this year. They were on the roster and I'm like, even last year, I talked to Reza at BravoCon last year, and he was kind of like, yeah, it's it's kind of like, what are we doing here? But also, it's fun to be like, to see people and to have, people still love them. People still yeah. have that connection with them. Their show was on for a long time. But it's like, yeah, like, what are, what are we doing with MJ and Reza and... Gigi. It's really weird because the three of them are so dynamic. They have such a great following. Yeah. Like I'm a loyal follower. Anytime I see them, I get really excited. And it seemed like they were filming something, but that didn't take off. And so yeah, it's like they don't know what to do with them exactly. And so it's weird. Yeah, they're in a they're a, them and like Family Karma a little bit are in this mm. kind of weird in between where it feels like they're still like Bravo personalities, but you know you're like a without a country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Maybe there's like a Peacock spinoff in there. <laughs> yeah, that could oh, work. Reza, Reza is doing that, um, the goat show for oh, Freebie yes. that Jill Zarin is on. Oh, yes. I'm actually excited about that one. That would actually And Kristen good. Doty. <laughs> but then Kristen's on another show too about the, with the, isn't she on the evil one? Or no, that's, no, that's just Jax. Jax. That's just Jax. Okay. Oh, God. No. <laughs> the, these shows, I've talked about these like 
rando assortment shows and i just like i can't i i, I can't i really loved the one what was the one where they were trying to be traders? traders i loved traders i thought that was super fun see i think traders is like the best version of that then meanwhile i kept seeing clips from porsche on stars on mars <laughs> and i'm like i can't i just can't i will say i was enjoying stars on mars and then i realized oh my god i really was enjoying it because schwartz was on i didn't think that was the only reason oh. but i kind of stopped watching once he got kicked off sorry spoiler but um <laughs> <laughs> i don't think people are gonna yell at you for spoiling stars on mars i did see i feel like everybody had stopped talking about it after the first couple weeks and then somebody just tweeted they were like do people know that Tinashe is like probably going to win? Stars on Mars? <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, I was like, I have like, I think six episodes that I was like, oh, it's in my DVR. Tinashe is like promoting her new single, and somebody was like, girl, <laughs> you're still on Stars on Mars. <laughs> it is what yeah, a world we live in. I know. In. I know. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. 
We should talk about Housewives. Yes. Salt Lake City premiere season oh, four. So good. So good. You like it? I loved it. What is your take on the casting of a Jen Shaw witness? I am in love with Monica. And I, even though I know I always warn people against falling in love with the first season housewife because they will disappoint you by second season. Yeah. I felt like that's what happened with Jersey with Danielle. Like, I'm like, oh, I love you. And then, uh, but like... I love Monica. She is, she is, she knows the cardinal rule of like, just let all of your secrets out in the beginning. She opened it up first season. Like, here's my thing. I had an entanglement um, and I was a witness for Jen Shaw because I called my secret service friend and he was like, she's getting arrested. Stay away from her. I mean, who knew any of that? Between Monica immediately saying that she got herself into an entanglement in her marriage and um, Jen on OC this season being like, you know, in a tangled web of cheating. I'm like, damn, these new housewives really are laying it all out there with their marriages. But I want to read this post that Monica made on Instagram yesterday because it is, it's really inspired. She's, she's playing the game from all angles. So this is a photo of Lisa Barlow, Angie Kay, Monica, and a fourth person who I don't think we know. She said, woo, the first photo was taken June 17th, 2022. Didn't realize I was so unrecognizable with my fair skin back then too. The way some people are so damn comfortable lying, it's wild. First of all, I wasn't meeting Jen at the airport, Lisa. I met you at the airport because you were also running an errand, quote unquote, for Jen. That was actually the first time we met in person, aside from our countless phone convos, but keep coming with all that BS. Unreal. Second, the way you were coming in clutch with those microaggressions. You couldn't pick me out of a police lineup or witness protection. You couldn't have set a party or a crowd. I see you. Third, the way you made the most uneducated statement of the episode with your fair skin, blonde hair comment, as if Latinas can't have lighter skin or have blonde hair, but yet you claim to be a cultured New Yorker. I know what you're implying. We all do. Doesn't your best friend work in the hair industry? Where people color their hair and change their looks up constantly. Lastly, please tell me if you'd recognize Angie Kay in the last pick in witness protection or police lineup. Fuck out of here. Happy hump day. P.S. Fair skin is better than orange. Kissy face, kissy face, kissy face. <laughs> the best part of that, I mean, there were so many good parts of that post, but the best part was how she had just kind of probably been sitting on that Angie Kay old photo oh and my she just God. wanted a reason to be able to drag her. This Angie Kay old photo that looks like it's from a yearbook, but it must be from like a business website. It says Angie Katsunavis, owner and founder, and it is this photo of her with bright red hair. <laughs> it's tragic, yeah. It's, she looks different. Yeah. But the, the second photo in the carousel <laughs> really killed me because it took me a second to figure out. It's a photo of Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> Just Shakira on a red carpet looking <laughs> gorgeous as Shakira does. And I was like, is there a Shakira reference in here? And then I, I did realize at a certain point that she was referencing as if Latinas can't have lighter skin or have blonde hair as Shakira does in this photo. It's just like, there's so many layers to this. And I'm like, ooh, she is going all in on Lisa right away. Which I love because like clearly, you know, Lisa and Angie are sort of building this like duo where they're kind of coming at and like she's like, no, I know some dark secrets on both y'all. Well, it seems like both of y'all. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's more Angie, but she says she knows some dark secrets. So I kind of love it. Yeah, I think with Lisa, the implication is that it's more about the marriage. And then with Angie K, maybe we're getting money laundering accusations <laughs> later this season. We get mafia <laughs> and Greek, Greek mafia and who, money laundering. Whoever knew that there was so much crime going on in Utah? I, well, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> this is the home of the MLM, so I think I kind of knew. Yeah, but like, yeah, like more like 
high level white collar crime. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. I mean, highly religious. So you just assume really good people. But really under all of that religion, it seems like there's some just like shady, shady dealings. Yeah. I think my only concern with Monica is that sometimes when a new housewife comes in so hot, they can kind of run out of energy a little bit. And like she has to also insert herself into the group in a way that makes her feel like a part of it. Yeah. And that I think, you know, if her closest friend, which I use that lightly, clearly is Angie K coming into the season and it's episode one and she's doing that on Instagram, you know, Angie K catching major strays in that carousel. Like you got to make another friend then. Exactly. That's kind of what happened when, uh, when, Sonia joined Atlanta last season via Drew and then by like episode three they were like enemies yeah and it's like that that's okay and it can be really interesting but you can't be the new girl with zero friends exactly and you see how it's playing out for Sonia it's really not actually playing out very well so yeah hopefully Monica could make some alliance I I think she's actually gonna like make an alliance with Lisa oddly enough I don't know. Lisa don't know. Lisa, Lisa was in that chair a couple I, days ago, and I'm not sure. I know, but remember how Whitney and, Le- and Lisa used to be? I don't know. I just yeah. feel like it could be. I think, yeah, it's always interesting between, like, we're seeing what happened at the very beginning of filming, and then now on social media, they're at kind of this halfway mark, where it's like, filming ended, they've been kind of in their separate corners, and now stuff is starting to be aired. Yeah. And then the reunion is like the next milestone in a few months. And it is always fascinating to see how the relationships shift. And like, if people are acting really lovey-dovey on social media throughout the season, or if they kind of are not saying anything, because like with OC this season, I think one of the sources of like something that's taking the air out of the balloon a little bit, I think is that, the Amigas plus Taylor and everyone, it seems like they're all besties on social media. So like earlier in the season when Tamara and Shannon were still at odds, it was like, okay, well like obviously they're going to figure this out in like three episodes. Exactly. It was not so believable. And, you know, again, Tamara's a pro. And so like, she also was like, we could tell when it felt very, like she knew what she had to say to make the scene go. And so that's why it just, I, it wasn't working. And then, yeah, we were seeing real time what was happening. Like, Yeah. I think with Salt Lake, with one thing that they've always done pretty well is like, they keep the cards kind of close to the chest. And so we don't really ever know like who is, actually getting along yeah i mean we didn't even get any leaks this season like which is like i mean we've gotten like just between vanderbump i mean everything we've gotten so many leaks like even when you know the opening scene of the premiere it's like may 10th 2023 and then heather gets this call while she's in bermuda i'm on twitter trying to figure out what happened on may 10th 2023 i can't figure it out so it's like they're keeping a lot of things really you know secretive which is good yeah i think after the last couple seasons kind of being completely overwhelmed by all the Jen Shaw stuff. It makes sense that this season they're really trying to kind of reel it back into being like this friend group melodrama. And based on the premiere, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the right energy. It is. And like, even though Jen, like there's still looming things about like, you know, even again, like the opening phone call was that Jen from prison, you know, (laughs) she's this looming character in the background, but we don't have to like see her on our screen or hear her screeching at people. And I kind of like that too, because it's like, we can kind of talk about the drama, but we don't have to deal with the drama. Like this is a collect call from (laughs) 
FPC Brian, do you accept the charges? <laughs> I know. The way Meredith acted like she was like, I mean, I haven't talked to her since she's she's in prison. Like, she's like she, what do you want from me? <laughs> what can I do? Like, I don't know, call her, email her, send the letter. She's like, she's like, I already looked like a clown for a season and a half. Like, I don't need to. T- no, it's over. She just needs a little commissary. <laughs> Oh, I yeah, I, I would love to know if if they have Bravo and FPC Brian. I know, right? <laughs> I, I I'm convinced somebody got her like a jailbroken phone so she can watch <laughs> Nurcell. Oh my god, I I kind of hope so. I know she at the very least she deserves to see what's happening to her beloved show after. Well, she you left. know when she saw Monica, she. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Threw that phone across the cell <laughs> in pieces. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts about Roni because I saw you at the premiere party, which now feels like it was ages ago. Right. And I don't think we've really talked about this season at all. So I'm curious now that we're kind of in the the back half. What are what are you feeling? You know, it's I was one of those original that was like a hater. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to watch this season, even though I knew I wasn't going to watch it. But I was like, <laughs> I don't want it, even though. Why? I don't know why. Then when they announced Jenna, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm really excited. And I was really excited to see just Jenna and how she lives because she's such a like uh, enigma in a way where it's just like we know her, but we don't know her. And it was going to be really cool. Um, But I am so impressed by how the season has played out. I actually think it was perfectly cast from every angle. And... What I am learning about Jenna Lyons is not at all what I thought I would learn about Jenna Lyons. She is the, even though she's like the least attainable as far as life goals, like I'll probably never achieve that closet or any of these houses or these, but she's the most relatable in what, how she's opening up, being so vulnerable about her condition with her teeth and her skin and her hair and just like, you know, 
I, I'm so impressed. I love it. So this, the last episode really hinged on Jenna's kind of caginess sometimes around being open with the group. And a lot, most of the women seem kind of like fed up with this idea of her not sharing enough or being aloof or something. I don't really feel like she's doing anything that out of pocket. It seems like you probably agree. I totally agree. Like, I think that for some reason they have decided to gang up on Jenna Lyons. And I actually don't know why, because I really like Brynn. Like, I met Brynn at the party. She's, like, super adorable. So I envisioned she was going to be my favorite throughout the season, and she is. But I was surprised to see how all of them sort of were like, oh, we don't like she's being a diva. We don't like that she's, like, giving us, you know, all of these gifts that were part of collabs, and it feels like she just wants us to post, and everything is like... And I was like, I I don't really read it that way. I just think that she's just sort of like this 52-year-old woman, and these are the sort of like things that she has and does. Yeah, I think that is something that's interesting because when when this reboot was announced, the kind of log line was like, it's going to be like a young, fresh group of women. And like, it's younger on average than the old Roni cast was, but there's quite an age difference between the women in this cast because like Bryn and Aaron and maybe Uba also are in their 30s. Yeah. And Jenna's in her 50s. Like there's it's quite a range. And so I think that is something that's interesting to think about that, like Jenna, a 52 year old, extremely successful woman who is like sort of retired from her first career, doesn't want, doesn't have the same idea of like a fun girls trip as Bryn, who's like 36 and single and, you know, likes to go to Saint Tropez and, you know, live her best life. I mean, Jenna even said, I've never been on a girl's trip. And normally, anytime a girl says that, I'm real yeah. like, we're all like, oh, she's one of those. But like in Jenna's case, I was kind of like, okay, I guess I kind of actually get it. And so she was excited to explore, like, what's this about? But she still had to get acclimated because she's like, okay, there's all these hot girls. I feel uncomfortable about certain things. I want to be my best self. So like, let me get myself together. Let me get tanned and feel comfortable and confident. And so she was just doing the things in preparation, excited for this girl's trip. And they were just like, Rah! you're being a diva (laughs) yeah i think honestly it's like i feel like everybody in this group has like one like diva side you know like you know with aaron obviously she's very particular about when she's hosting and people leaving and being rude and talking and like size has a tapeworm (laughs) has a lot of thoughts (laughs) like you know jessel is certainly also a complainer like it's like i don't like maybe Jenna is a is diva ish in a specific way that's different from the other women. Yeah, but like she's not the only person who's complained about something or like had standards. No, that's why I was like her her type of complaining or is exactly my type of complaining. Like I try to upgrade on every flight. I, if you've ever traveled with me, you will see. Like, very rarely will I just, I will at least be in, like, the comfort plus. Like, I'm, like, I'm always trying to find a way to get as close to the front of the plate as possible because as a bigger person, it's just more comfortable. Jenna Lyons is six feet tall. Plus, she has the, the funds. She just wants to be, like, I want to be in and out of the airport. I don't want to be in a line. I get it. Yeah. I hate all of this. why I have global entry and TSA pre-check and clear. I pay. I want my friction points to be as little as possible and and so i understand her diva behavior it's actually funny to me for bravo to book them on a flight that has no upgrades available because <laughs> that's something they don't talk about it a lot on housewives but definitely from what i understand pretty much everyone gets 
a booked a, a regular ass ticket yeah. and then the women can choose to pay to upgrade if they want and we've seen on some trips the um dichotomy of who can and can't afford the upgrade yeah but like in this case apparently that wasn't an option so jenna was like no i'm, I'm going early <laughs> She's like, I'm going early. I wanted to get a tan anyways. You know, so this is. A, and then I found a flight that had a, a first class seat. Perfect. Like it checks all the boxes. It che- look, I, I and I've done I've literally done exactly that. I was like, you know, how can I get here for the least amount of money? And like, I'm like, oh, well, this first class ticket with my points and everything. I could fly it, babe. Do you, Is there anyone in the cast that you feel like is the weak link for you right now? No, I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was like, you know, even Uba. So she is, even though she's a full, you know, Apple holder, she's playing her position as a friend of really well. Not to say that she needs to be a friend of, but like the way she just sort of like, hey, let's go to this diamond shop or let's go to the shopping shop. And then you're going to like release tea to me. And then I have funny things to say. She's really good at it. It's like it feels very early Marlowe days, um, Mm. except again, she's full time. So I like that. Jessel, like, I think she gets under a lot of people's skin, but I think it's the perfect way to get under people's skin. Like, she's annoying in the best possible way for reality TV, and it's so entertaining to watch. And because her husband is so funny and always checking her, it makes it even that much funnier. Um, And, you know, like, I didn't, you know, Erin, like, I didn't know how I was going to feel about her, but I actually feel like she's holding her own. Bren, obviously, I think is... I I actually love how everyone... Nobody is weak link for me yet. Yeah, I think... It feels like they all came in with kind of a different idea of what it means to be like active on a show like this. And I think it's working well that they're not all trying to do the same thing. They're not all fighting for the same soundbite or like interview moment or piece of drama. Like it feels like there's kind of an equal spread of attention within the group. I It is interesting what you say about Uba kind of almost functioning as a friend of. And I think... W- it's been such a long time since we've had a full new cast like this. It's, I mean, it's really rare. Yeah. So like, I guess we had it last year with Dubai, but like <laughs> that there, we don't have the kind of history with any of these women in terms of what's going on in their family and their relationships and their, in their friendships with each other. So that if you just happen to not have quite as much going on, like at the time when this show was filming, yeah. it can maybe sort of feel like, there's no storyline like with Uba. It's like Uba doesn't particularly have a storyline this season. And she had COVID for like <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, that's yet. a t- tough break. <laughs> um, but like, I, I am, I'm a strong proponent of like, I don't think everyone on a given season needs to have like a wildly compelling personal storyline. Agreed. Which is why I'm also enjoying like the, the stupid little fights. Like it's so nice after such heavy seasons to just have like fights over like not enough food or I can't believe you made a reservation at catch or yeah. which by the way, the two of them being so mad about like she flew first cast, but wouldn't go to catch to eat dinner. That's a good point. Like, come on. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. Look, Aaron, all Aaron wants in this life is to be at Cipriani. <laughs> I know, right? That's the only, that's, that's like, if she could just park it at Cipriani, like every night, she would never have to complain again. It's true. <laughs> Even though she said she doesn't go above Canal Street, which as. That is a wild boundary to set. Exactly. I'm like, you just hang it out of the seaport. Like, where are you going? Like, I, okay. I would often say like, yeah, I won't go above 14th. I would, but like, I like to stay downtown, but 
not above Canal. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, 14th Street, I feel like is the thing people say when they say that. Exactly. When they're like, ugh, I don't want to go like, yeah. uptown. It was like, whatever. But it's like, Canal Street. <laughs> you are leaving yourself a very, a very small chunk. <laughs> very, very small. <laughs> like, I just love Battery Park. <laughs> <laughs> just ride the Staten Island Ferry back and forth. <laughs> No, it is it is funny, but I've been I've been rewatching season one of Roni, and like we are seeing New York through such a different set of eyes on this show. And I think if you if you haven't watched original Roni in a long time, it's easy to forget. But it's like this feels so different in a way that I I really am enjoying. I am too. Like I definitely feel like you know all of those all of the cast members are somebody I probably could have had in my life, like in my New York experience, like, whereas like the original Roni, I enjoyed watching them, but none of those people yeah. would have been in my life. The closest I ever came was like the surgeon that like Sonia so, uh, so, lives above. I like went to go <laughs> see one time, <laughs> but like other than that. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it really is a trip. And like just seeing like, Oh my God, the, this week when, Jessel's packing for the trip and she pulls out the lingerie, the little like neg- negligee. She's like, actually, it's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. I don't know I why. Like, I oh my God. I, I really, Jessel just like tickles me in a, in a way that I, I mean, I like so hilarious. And I think, did you, so we were at the party when yeah. like she puked on the floor. <laughs> I missed it. Did you see it? No, I did not. Okay. I, I wasn't aware that it had happened until later in the evening, but I was on I was on the press line on the carpet. Okay. And she didn't come down to our end and all the other women did. And they were being like, it was very like each person had a, a press rep, like guiding them basically. Okay. And every, they all did a good job of kind of making it to each person. And so it was kind of like, Oh, like Jessel really like she tapped out of this <laughs> kind of early. Can she, can she not take the heat? And it's like, Oh <laughs> no. Like when that story came out, I immediately was like, I don't know anything about Jessel, but even the the story she was spitting, I was like, oh, she's going to be a fun one. Because I wasn't buying her story. <laughs> I was like, you got wasted. I see. I was I was a little stressed out because I had already I had met her before that because they Jessel, Brynn and Aaron came here um, a couple weeks before the show premiered to do an interview. But I had heard like, I don't know, I had heard like rumblings that maybe Jessel kind of like was going to have a rough season or like couldn't quite hang on the show okay. or that, you know, sometimes like a housewife joins and then it's just like a, like a Kim Fields where yeah. it's like, Oh, this just like is not for me. Yeah. And so I was, when that happened to Jessel at the party, I was kind of like, Oh, that's so tough. Like she just, she might not be able to. And now every week I'm like, Oh no, she's like, she's kind of crushing it. Yeah. She like, there are like Jessel stands on social media. Like Evan Ross Katz is posting Jessel every single week. I mean, on Instagram, it's like no, she's doing it. She's like perfectly quirky. She's like the 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 amount like early Ramona when she was annoying in those ways that we found endearing before she became Ramona that we know today. It's like that. Like I don't think that will turn. She'll turn into a problematic. She'll just be really annoying. But again, I think her husband will keep her in check by saying things like, "I'm flying to Vietnam to get a banh mi sandwich." She's <laughs> like, "You're going to be." I mean, she. A lot of the time in their interactions, I'm a little bit Team Pavit, I yeah. gotta say. Flying to Vietnam for 48 hours doesn't make sense. No, I mean, he says he can't find a banh mi. The, the best banh mi sandwich I've ever had was in New York City. There's also, I I went to school in New Orleans. There's excellent Vietnamese food in New Orleans. Like, you can get a, a good banh mi sandwich many places 
in the continental uh-huh. United States. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you just like want to fly to Vietnam. He's like, I mean, I have this credit. I just need to fly. I like to fly. <laughs> the f- <laughs> what do you think? Okay, not to like belabor the point with Jessalyn Pavitt, but like, what do you think? Where do you stand on? Do you think they actually can't stand each other or do they have the kind of rapport where they're kind of just like negging each other as their love language and this is why i need to see the relationship develop because you know like if i compared it to like emily and shane in their season yeah i would have said it was probably a similar relationship where it's just like it feels very like contractual and whatever but i actually think emily and shane have now have the strongest marriage of anyone i think they will last forever and so that's why i kind of want to see and like when i see their dynamics it feels like very compatible and so i'm now the not having sex like you know they say that kills a marriage but i don't know sometimes you're just like i don't really i'm not interested in sex right now yeah i feel like with them it's like i i can see it i i like i you know i see the frequency I'm interested in the like five year trajectory because yeah. I think, you know, their kids are still very young. You know, if if they want to have another, you know, obviously there's some some questions there. But yeah, I think Emily and Shane is a good comp where like their first couple of seasons on Housewives, it was like, oh, these people fucking hate each other. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, my God, they're so they're, they're so funny. They're great. Yeah. They're cute. <laughs> and like Emily, Emily puts down Shane in these ways that are just like. <laughs> Just perfect. Yeah. And Shane finally passed the bar exam. I know. Finally. He's doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is funny. Like, OC, thinking of those relationships, it's like, yeah, I think like Shane and Emily kind of have the best, the best thing going. I agree. I guess. I mean, Heather and Terry are obviously all over each other at yeah, Disneyland. They're, they're going to be together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not pose, not fake. What did you think about her not divulging the the sale of her home? It was weird, but I also just like I kind of get it because like sometimes when you're just like you she knew it was going to come out in the press anyways. Right. And like like what better reveal for you to tell is have the media tell. It's just it's that much more like everything yeah. with them is very like grand so yeah i sort of that is i think that's like a good read because obviously you know she says there was like an nda whatever escrow i don't you know i'm i'm not on buying beverly hills <laughs> so i don't i don't know the ins and outs of that but like i think she kind of loved the fact that she knew people were gonna get fucking tmz alerts about the historic amount that her home sold for like there's something like if gina sells her condo nobody's getting a tmz alert yeah i mean come on somebody had to help write that press release <laughs> Like there is, it's kind of a flex that it's like, oh, me selling my house is going to make news and everybody's going to text you about it. And then it's going to be a thing on camera versus like, if she like is weepy announcing it at the HD fireside network dinner, it's just kind of like, it's the third largest sale in OC. That's going to be like, that's a moment they have to have. And like, it's interesting too, that nobody ever really questions like where Terry and Heather get their money. It was a $55 million house. They own multiple. They just brought millions of dollars into Los Angeles. I I know plastic surgeons. They don't make that much money. I'm just kind of like, where is all this money coming from? Yeah, it's it's a startling amount of money. I think they have a they bought a quite a bit of land in Idaho, I think, also okay. where they're planning to build a home because they were going to do a house in Mexico and then oh, now yeah. they're not doing that. Like, oh, they're not? Okay. Cause, well, because when Heather came back last season, they did a whole trip where like the point was that she was like scouting locations <laughs> yes. for, their, for their home and then now they like abandoned that. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's like a lot of money. And I'm like, I know like Housewives plus botched, but like, is an E show really like raking in the cash I'm so, like that? That's what I'm saying. I'm so nosy. <laughs> if I could be in anyone's tax returns, it would be theirs. <laughs> nosy. I think uh, if Heather and Terry ever had an inkling that there was going to be like some you know, white collar shenanigans investigation going on. I think they would, you know, that shit would be on lockdown. We would not know a thing. Oh yeah. They would shut it down the way they shut down <clears throat> any of the questioning of the, the lawsuit with the botched boob yeah. job. Like any, they shut it down. <laughs> Are you Nicole Weiss? <laughs> you sued me. And we never saw her again. Never again. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Kiki, this has been so lovely. You'll have to come back soon. Yes. And uh, tell everyone where they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the talk of shame. Amazing. Make sure to follow Kiki. She has all the best breakdowns of literally everything that's happening. I cannot even keep up. Uh, but thank you, Kiki. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.